Welcome to the Dauru Project. We explore the universal, timeless truths of everything that is the real God. Human beings joining together for the express purpose of seeking out truth with mutual respect. I'm Ross A. Schweitzer. I grew up in the Catholic Church. Not the modern Catholic Church, but the old school Latin Mass go-to-church-or-go-to-hell type of Catholic church. It wasn't all bad. I liked the solemnity of it. I liked being in church with my family. When I was young, I believed in the whole story of Jesus and wanted to do good based on what everyone else was saying. I got to a certain point where I wasn't feeling anything at all when I go to church. I remember kneeling at the altar after lighting a candle and just looking around and thinking, I have nothing for this anymore. I'm just here for appearance's sake. It felt weird and I felt numb about religion in that moment. I started thinking about breakfast and what I wanted to do when we got home. After what I thought was a long enough time, I got up and we left. I did this for several months until one day I got the nerve to ask my mom a question. I was about 14 at the time. Mom, can I not go to church anymore? I thought for sure she was going to lose her mind. Her youngest son didn't want to go to church. That's living in sin, according to our beliefs. Die and go to hell. That's what the church we went to taught. Here I was saying I didn't want to go anymore. There was no way she would be rational about this. Surprisingly enough, she was calm. I laid out my feelings in a very genuine and honest way. She accepted it and simply said, you seem so into it. I thought you really enjoyed it. I explained I was faking it, more or less, and she accepted my decision. I was no longer required to go to church. So there I was, a teenager, and a large part of my belief system had just officially eroded. It was freeing at first. My petty teenage self enjoyed not having to get up early for church and not going through all that, but eventually the reality set in. I had to figure out what I believe. I had no one to rely on for guidance spiritually or in a lot of aspects of life. I eventually decided to reject everything I had ever been taught, every single idea that I believed based on others' interpretations and beliefs. I had to understand it for myself and really see what I believed. I even rejected the idea of God for a time. I remember driving my maroon Buick Skylark on a road by my parents' house when I was 16 or 17 and feeling terrible about it, but I did it anyway. I rejected God. That's how deep my commitment went to discovering as much truth as I possibly could, and in my own way, and on my own terms. As I entered high school, I was a relatively sheltered kid. I'd played on lots of sports teams, but didn't have much social interaction with kids my own age up to that point. I was very studious and enjoyed doing well at school. I had been homeschooled from the second grade through the eighth and entered an actual school overwhelmed. I went from me and mom in a corner of our basement to well over 800 kids in one year time. It was a bit of a culture shock. The first two years went well academically until I re realized how different I was than everyone else. They'd all be going out, doing stuff it seemed, and I'd be stuck at home. Bit by bit, it, 
seemed to bother me more and more. A depression of sorts crept into my life, even though I kept up a good front as best I could. Junior year, I focused on getting other kids to like me and less on my grades. I eventually barely passed high school. There was a phase in high school around my senior year where I became immensely depressed. I had virtually no friends. I was in a very dark place and felt so incredibly lonely. I began contemplating suicide. One night I remember was particularly bad. I was going to do it. I was going to end it all. One thought stopped me. My grandma. The nicest, sweetest, most supportive person I've ever known in my entire life. I thought, what would this do to her? It broke me. I couldn't do it because of her. I calmed myself down and eventually settled out as best I could for the evening. That wasn't the last time I thought about suicide, but that was the closest I ever came, and I thank God for Grandma. She helped me through a lot, and I don't think she ever knew anything. She was just that sweet of a lady, that sweet of a beacon. Her presence alone was enough. After that, I tried college for a semester, but I couldn't do it. I ended up walking out in the middle of class. I just felt like I was suffocating. I had to get out, and I did. I got a job and went to work. After a few jobs and a few years, I fell in with a bad crowd. They were actually really good people deep down, but they were on a bad path and they had no direction in their life. I began experimenting with drugs and drinking a lot. Soon, soon the experimentation gave way to full-blown way of life. I remember the first time I did cocaine. Wow. Oh boy, that was an experience. I never felt so good. It was an amazing feeling, and I chased that feeling for several years. Slowly, I was becoming a person that I didn't recognize. The initial camaraderie that I felt began to slip away. I began to start to feel really lonely again, even when I was surrounded by large groups of people. I was miserable yet again but somehow almost worse. One Friday night, I got some cocaine and did what I normally did. I got home and snorted up what was left, what was almost the last of it. I was feeling off. There was some, something definitely different about this batch. I was so miserable, I didn't want to, this to continue anymore. I put myself in the proverbial hands of God and thought, whatever happens, happens. I can't continue on like this anymore. I'd had enough. So with that, I snorted the last of it. Within a few minutes, I began to have a reaction. Everything started fading. My heart began racing. I debated on calling 911, but I'd had weird stuff happen before, so I wanted to make sure I wasn't just panicking. I ended up calling 911. They couldn't understand what I was saying, so I began to yell at the operator. I'm overdosing. Cocaine overdose. I need help. They could barely hear me. It was a whisper. When I finally got to the hospital, my heart rate was over 200 beats per minute. They gave me an IV, and my heart slowly came down. For the next week, I was weak and had to recuperate. I was also on probation for other dumb choices I had made. And I had to go for a piss test. 
I knew it was going to be dirty. I had just done cocaine. I had six months of jail time on the shelf. What happened next would change the course of my life forever. Stay tuned next week where we explore part two of my life's journey. One thing before you go, please subscribe to our podcast. It makes a huge difference for us to be able to reach more people just like you. Feel free to leave a rating if you like this episode. Find us on Instagram and threads, Daru underscore project. Also, Daru project on Medium for written articles. I'm Ross A. Schweitzer with the Daru Project. Remember, the spark of God is in each of us.